Okay, this is the Average Fellas Podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business. I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be. And I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself. And when I was ready, I told him, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave your company, but I need to start my own, my own dream. Because it's a business. We're a business too. Right. Like, invest in yourself. You know, don't, don't just... I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with, like, one of those fancy coffee makers. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's Monday morning. Getting this episode posted a little late, but that's okay. We got an episode for you guys every week here on The Fellas. Um, drop by the website, www.averagefellas.com, for your specialty craft roast coffee. That's a 4-ounce bag or a 12-ounce bag. Uh, we'll ship that directly to your door for specialty craft roast coffee with notes of honey, fig, and tobacco. This stuff is delicious. Hey, if you need a graphic or a website, check out our portfolio online www.averagefellows.com i built that website myself i build websites for small businesses uh nonprofits, uh independent artists if you need a website that has a, a, a way to showcase your business your services your talents let me know let me help you out with that that's what i do um and uh yeah i can really get you out there on the internet okay <laughs> one minute guys we got it done in less than a minute so um today's episode uh is a continuation of the topic that we've been talking about and that's web presence web traffic we've been having these monday morning chats with a couple of the guys mark and daniel um but today's episode is a continuation of a conversation that i had with my friend daniel in october of last year i believe so we kind of got together and we were able to uh, to sit down and just have a chat um, and and really kind of get this uh, kind of get the ball rolling on what what web marketing, what presence, internet traffic kind of really is, analytics, a bunch of stuff. It was just a general question, man. I. <clears throat> this was towards the early days of the podcast, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But I know like six months ago is not a long time, but um, in the podcasting world, like I've I've already posted over seventy five episodes guys you know I'm, I'm already in a league of my own when it comes to podcasting there's uh less than two million podcasts produced worldwide right and of those 30 percent have more than 10 percent 10 episodes you know so and i put po- i'm publishing almost two episodes a week so there is a lot of experience here and a lot of growing that we've been doing here on the podcast and uh once again i'm excited to be sharing this information with you guys i hope you guys find it valuable it's really helped me set a trajectory of of how to shape the podcast and how to get to where we are today so i really hope that this helps you guys uh really opens up your eyes to the i um the world of web marketing and uh web traffic so i hope you guys enjoy once again this is my friend daniel who is a growth marketing expert, digital growth marketing expert, and uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Following, so we talked about SEO, we talked about keywords, talked a little bit about algorithms. Can you elaborate on Facebook and Instagram analytics as far as like maybe highlight um, things that like I should be aware of as far as like because I barely look at my Facebook analytics mm-hmm. or my Instagram. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret those. I'm not sure if the, is there another third party. Um, program or like software I should use to look at that information yeah I will say when I think about what Facebook is I like the word social media doesn't even like enter what I think about really no Facebook is a super powerful ads platform with fantastic analytics yeah (laughs) in my life that's what Facebook is Um, which is partly why I don't use it but also like people have fun on social media I shouldn't be such a bitch Um, so and Facebook owns Instagram Oh, so yeah, right, exactly, so you can yeah. you can stack those really easily. I do think, I mean, they're super potent just on their own, um, but I think without taking your whole ecosystem into account, like every social thing, 
and even your website, um, it is helpful to have one of those hubs. Uh, Hootsuite is the one I like, but it's expensive. So later.com is one I'm personally just starting to use. Mm -hmm. It's great for scheduling, great for analytics. It's not so much for like the organic stuff you want to be doing, you know, like interacting with, with other brands or with people. But if you want to be like, oh, this is my month in social and spend like a couple hours one day and schedule everything out. And it will tell you like what kinds of people are interacting, with, who, how many people are seeing it, what impressions you're getting, um, who's clicking, are people clicking but not liking it? Like if you get a lot of clicks but no one's commenting on it, that's still a good sign. If no one's doing either of those or what is succeeding and what isn't succeeding. Right. Um, so having one of those centralized platforms is really helpful. That way you can just get a nice broad snapshot, uh, snapshot of what you're doing on social. So I do recommend those pretty strongly, especially if you're going to be doing like a, a big, if social is going to be a big thing. And I think with what you're doing, yes. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, I'm not on Instagram, but just kind of gauging the, the different platforms you're on. Instagram is one of the ones doing well for you. Yeah. Um, so I think if you kind of pick one and really start sort of pushing into it, you need to schedule everything out so it's also on the others. Um, but then kind of just follow like what is it, what is like a a big, like maybe month long push look like on Instagram. If it's successful on Instagram, it's successful other places. So I do think just having that data is ultimately beneficial. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, I think the joke I've made with other people that also do data stuff like this is like, you know, ask me again in three months is like, it's you know you need like a month of data to get something right right. but in that time like at least for websites and stuff you have to like clean up the data like what is spam traffic what's bullshit what is unnet like so you have to get the data to be clean so you can actually use it and interpret it correctly right and that itself can be a challenge uh, but that's for more website based stuff that might not be as applicable here well, no i think it is because because uh, when i look at my total downloads right i just reached over 700 downloads in three months right so i've yeah. gone three months just past three months, reached 700 downloads. Um, I asked if that was a decent number, and I got two responses. Yes, it's a good number. And then I got others, you're trash, bro. Oh. Your podcast is, bro. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. You know, like, so that's Facebook for you, though. So, yeah. uh, that is, know. man, on ads for Viewfind, working front end social media is the worst job on the planet. Yeah. Maybe not literally, but like people who do that professionally like have to go to therapy and shit. We would, I would drop an ad. And then in the morning, there'd be a race war on it. And it would be like, you know, somehow someone said something, and now we've got, like, every fucking racial slur on the planet. Like, one troll sets off a couple other people, and it's... Eh, Dude, tell me about it. Man. It can be um, miserable. Yeah, I got... I so you do that. open yourself up to that when you deal with social media. Well, I, I deal with that on Facebook all the time with my posts. Dude. I get all controversial and stuff. Yeah. Being a brown person, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, I'm going to keep moving forward from that. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to find people to partner with on a level of, like, I can tell a story, mm -hmm. right? I can get a story out of you. I can ask the right questions. Can you, like, how, you know, like, I want... I don't know if there is value in that. Like, do you see value in that trading that sort of like maybe digital marketing space with other creators and stuff? Yeah, for me, absolutely. Um, I do think you, you do end up in this one kind of place where there's everyone who ever is going to spend money or do any partnership stuff with anyone else always wants like a hard, fast answer. Like, Oh, if I come on average fellows podcast, what's my return on investment? You yeah. Know? 
What's the ROI, man? Let me check my key performance indicators. Yeah. So judging by my KPI, the ROI is bullshit. Um, so that kind of stuff. <laughs> is there too many fucking acronyms in this industry is another thing. Yeah. Um, so when I, people are like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, I'm, I don't fucking know. The um, ROI. Return on investment, that's what that is? Yeah, ROI. That's what ROI means? Yeah. Dude, I watch a bunch of like YouTube and I watch a bunch of YouTube entrepreneurs entrepreneurial videos right yeah. well i watch them because like i posted an ad and it was me mocking um ty lopez okay you remember ty lopez's ad where he's just like knowledge and he's in my garage here with all these books <laughs> no, you don't remember this ad no. oh my god so this guy's basically rented a house in like the hollywood hills and he's there's like a ferrari in his garage actually i don't even know if it's a house i think it's just a storage container because it's yeah. just a long garage that puts two cars back to back i mean like you don't buy a garage that does it you put a garage with two cars side to side right yeah so i don't know i don't think it was his real place but it was just a bunch of books on the wall and two ferraris in the garage and he's like knowledge you know what you know what i like more than more than uh than money knowledge and he's like i read a book a day and then he goes to his okay that time. sounds familiar and he's like I'll, he's like he's like i'll buy, buy my product buy my my marketing strategy and blah, 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 whatever right yeah so i was like i'm gonna copy i'm gonna spoof this guy's thing and i did it myself where i'm just like Yo, here on the Average Files podcast, like you know how I I listen I I watched Ty Lopez video you know a hundred times and extracted the secrets of web marketing based upon his his ad and here I am now doing this Average Files podcast ad for you kind of like yeah yeah it's the Average Fellas knockoff sort of version exactly. of exactly so anyways that that ad didn't do too well mm-hmm. but it, I thought it was comedic gold though. yeah <laughs> which is. You know, I, it I was like that, that one child. It was that one child that you do the A B test with, right? Yeah, and you're like, the baby oh, you don't love. like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the baby you love is the one that nobody loves. Yeah, shit. What has the world done to you, my child? Um But yeah, so I think uh trying to go back and answer the question, um there's absolutely value in it, but what people will want is a very quantified value. Which for the most part, until you get to a certain level, it just doesn't exist. Like yeah. it's, it's it's always a risk, like yeah, anytime I've worked with PR agencies or I've done work, people are like, oh, well, for, you know, we're going to give you, you know, $10,000. Like, what does that get us? And it's like, oh, we'll fucking see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judging by all this data, it should get you this. Yeah. You know, because it is just a function. Um, so it's like, we know it costs this much to get impressions. And for each impression, we get a click. So now you're working through the funnel, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, we spend $100. Uh, to get a thousand impressions, and out of those, ten people click, and out of those ten people, one person buys. Or in this case, one person takes the relevant action, which in this case would be right. downloading or subscribing. I right, exactly, you. yes. So the good thing is, your barrier to entry for like the final bit of the funnel really isn't. It, no one's being separated from their, their exactly. Mind. You're right, not, right. Not in anyone's wallet, no. which is good. Yeah, but you are competing for people's attention, which has become a commodity now more than ever. Yes. So, like, very true. People can literally spend their time doing almost anything. I mean, literally anything. They could could eat delicious food. They could watch like a a movie they've seen a hundred times on Netflix. Uh, They could, you know, go for a jog. Fuck those people. I know. I know all the. I know. I know. It's it's so strange because I think about that. Like, people have plenty of other things to do than listen to me, or even like, uh, or even you know, just care. Just even care to. To even subscribe, right? Like, yeah. uh, and but the thing is, though, is like, what I realize is that community is what people ultimately kind of want. Yeah. So even if, 
you know, if there's a way to build a community, uh, for me, I think that's the ultimate goal because it takes, it gets rid of that. Like in a community, there's, you don't need all their attention. Yeah. You know, they find it through the interaction with people. Right. So that's hopefully what my goal is with the podcast is to build community around like my listeners. Yeah. So people that participate on my show already, like they're returning guests, Mm -hmm. people that are, you know, that I want to bring on the show or people that are like future, uh, people that I interview. Like I want, I don't want them just to be a guest. I want them to participate with the community. Yeah. You know? So I think like that, you said like that, that kind of goes back to that. So I don't know. These are just thoughts out. These are my notes. So (laughs) I don't know if I'll publish this. So if you do get to hear this, this will be that bonus content. (laughs) Well, and that's another thing. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's common for podcasts. I see it a lot on YouTube is like Patreon and shit. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting website. Um, but even if you get a couple of people, like once you're, I think a little larger, maybe once you're in like kind of thousands instead of hundreds, yeah. um, maybe it's something to consider and like, you know, leaving some things on the editing room floor and, you know, giving people those treats. Exclusivity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, people, cause eventually, I mean, the reason I'll watch any talking head stuff on the internet is cause I identify either with the people or the content is good or, you know, at a certain point I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah. Which I, long time I wasn't. The first person I ever met who, like, would watch YouTube videos was Tubby. And Tubby would, like, watch people talking about shit. Yeah. Or comedy stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, I'm just watching people do shit. Or Philip DeFranco, the first guy. And that uh, that always blew my mind. And now, years later, I will will never put a movie on Netflix. You you could cut off my fucking foot. And I won't watch a movie I love. Oh, my God. Like, give me episodes of TV, but I'll sit on YouTube and I'll watch an hour-long video of, like two fucking dudes talking shit about like a movie or something right right for some reason for some reason that's fine to me <laughs> well that goes back that goes oh here's another thing too is using youtube as like a google search page yeah so youtube to me serves that function where i google information right i need yeah. to learn something and i learn i'm a visual learner auditorial learner that's why i like podcasts that's why i'm recording this so i can replay this in my back and memorize it okay yeah. i can walk the dog and listen to it and memorize this stuff okay so um, using YouTube that way, I've definitely seen like this goes back to the SEO stuff, talking about like sh- putting your name on multiple channels or multiple. I don't know the best way to. Okay, imagine like building a web on the internet, yeah. right? If you want to build a string, you want to build a community on the internet, and you need to link those together, right? So it's like building a town almost. There's conne- there's streets that are connecting mm-hmm. each building to each other, so. For me, it was like get on YouTube, get on as many podcast, um, um, many podcast directories as possible. Yeah. Get on Facebook, get on Instagram, and then right now I haven't actually launched a full uh, independent podcast like website, but I do have my hosting website that I use. Yeah. So that would be the I guess that's the ultimate one. What is it like? What is it about that function about like diversifying and putting your name on multiple? I guess channels and platforms that how does that work in Google Analytics or as far as like algorithms are concerned? Oh, that's actually a great question. Um, is yeah, for me, I'd I'd say the simple answer is that it it meets your users wherever they are, and there's no barrier to entry. Is like if you know someone's taking a shit, like, <laughs> and when they're taking a shit, they go on YouTube. Yeah, like they might find you know versus a website or like maybe they're on Facebook, maybe they're on Instagram. So that would be my general answer is like, what is the person on the toilet looking at? Yeah. And everyone might be on a different platform. Right. So you're, you're appealing to everyone on every toilet. Right. Um, which is, 
a weird way to think about it, but it's sort of where my head goes. Um, in terms of sort of the analytics sphere and how Google will, will handle that, the more things, like say you had, you know, centralized website, uh, averagefellaspodcast.com. I think now you're on, on a Podbean. Um, right. But if you had that and everything was linked to it and, and backed, like part of what comes out of your page authority and some of the SEO strength is links. So links that are in between the site so that the site is well-wired, uh, but also outbound links, so you linking to other sites. And inbound links, other sites linking to you. Yeah. And if you have a bunch of janky, like, porn sites, you know, if, if the only average fellow's links sending back to the thing <laughs> are on, on, like, Pornhub comments, it actually probably has good authority, so maybe that's a bad example. But if they're just on, like, random shit, like, yeah. things and blogs that aren't important, um, you know, they'll still be worth something, but it, it won't really hurt you, but... The more, like, positive stuff from, like, large, well-vetted organizations that Google already understands, the better. Right. So, like, if I was, like, working, like, so on my podcast, I want to feature nonprofits and small businesses, right? Mm -hmm. If they have their own website and I drop links on my website connecting my my, pod, my podcast website to, to their nonprofit or to their business, that would create that traffic they're talking about, those outbound yes. links. Well, that would be, that would be, um, yeah. But what you want is a good diversity of outbound and inbound. Right. So you'd also want on their page a link back to you. A link back to me. Because okay. if otherwise, then you could just link out to all the like the, the, like the Wall Street Journal and you know New York Times and uh, Google. Google's not going to be like, oh, you got me. Yeah. I'm tricked. Yeah. Um, like you, you've linked to all the best places. <laughs> like you need the the back and forth. So. so that's why a link. That's why a legitimate link to something that is connected from the Wall Street Journal or something like that, right? Yeah. Would benefit you, right? So yeah, well, if they're feeding back to you, if like they're that, feeding back, that makes to you, you look better. better, right? So okay, so y'all hear me out there, right? Those of you guys who want to market and those of you guys who want to partner, I'm your guy. I'm gonna Kanye West this thing all the way to the top. Yeah, it's I'm Kanye West this thing <laughs> all the way to the top. And it's great. Is like if people can work together, it does get better. Right. Um, so, but again, yeah, a lot of the SEO stuff is is long burn, so it's it's something you absolutely should have in place. Um, but I wouldn't. I don't think I would have it be the first first thing you're you're on. Right. I think it would be like. It it's one of those things that needs to be like such a constant in your ecosystem as you move forward, like being aware of it up front. Wonderful, ahead yeah. of the curve already doing a good job if you're yeah if you're aware of that concept early on yeah it'll just it'll weave itself into all your content by how you're tagging it how you're linking things. yeah and a lot aware. of that will also come out of out of brand i think the the beautiful thing about being in early stages and this is sort of what i'm thinking about with with the comic working with josh and i think you're in a similar place and my other buddy's podcast is kind of in a similar place where some people are looking you know you're in sort of like the focus group you're in like the the echo not not quite an echo chamber but you're, you're like in a in a room with all your friends and like they can see it yeah and you're starting to get some feedback and like you're figuring it out and it's getting better like every time you know you come up to bat it's a little better and um but ultimately with those numbers like no one's looking yet yeah right? like so you like this is the time to make those mistakes yeah exactly so it's like i think personally uh, the big first focus you know on brand and product like any ways you can uh, increase certain things or polish certain things or like get everything to like work really well now um when no one is looking at the same time that you're building a machine that is ready for everyone to pour into it right is like 
Because if you come out too too hot out the gate, um, and people like maybe you had like one thing go viral real quick, and everyone's like, oh, that's great. Um, but it, it doesn't translate into anything else, or people yeah. are now all of a sudden bitter, like, why isn't it more of that as what well? it was subbed for? Right, right. So you're... <laughs> That's what I subbed for! Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to be in drag every episode? What the fuck is this? <laughs> um, that kind of thing. So it's like, now's a, a great time, I think, to really just lock down as much as you can. Um, at the same time, building sort of that keyword verse which really is going to tie like heavily to branding into some keyword research right uh, and then from there i would say getting the analytics ecosystem built into the background because my job is to be like the, the fucking marketing nerd guy so, yeah like, you know at the same time that all the shit i'm saying is happening you know being the talent it comes first obviously right right so but well the talent is happening and being the talent um huh, you <laughs> Uh, it's like, okay, you know, make sure like uh, design elements are as tight as they can be, or, or you know, production elements are as tight as they can be. Right. Uh, whatever mistakes you know may or may not have been made is like, like try to identify places. You know, you got to right. be kind of uh, be mean to yourself in a productive way. Like, you know, it's like, oh, maybe this thing isn't as good as this other thing, or like this place I know could use a little work. That's a, a that's an investment. That's a different yeah. mic, or that's. That sound booth. I don't. I'm just throwing out words. No, no, no. I totally, I 100% agree with you because that's oh. what it comes comes back to, like feedback and like right now, like I'm in this, I'm in this like weird like state where I keep bugging people and let me ask, let me pick your brain about something. Let yeah. me ask you a question. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm trying to get a consensus of as many people's voices as possible, mm-hmm. and then try to like you know what the things that stand out that I hear multiple times. Those are the things that I want to focus on. Like right now, I keep talking. I keep one of the things that comes up is my mastering. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't sound the same in the car as it does in the headphones. And it's a good thing you know Pat. It's a good thing I know <laughs> Pat. It's a good thing I know Pat because he gave me a tip. So I'm going to use that tip and try to focus, you know, try it. Like you said, design elements, mm-hmm. production elements. Like, are they at their best? That's something that I know that I can improve. Yeah, because that's stuff you have complete control of. You have complete control over, exactly. So within I, within limits. Like, you, you don't need to buy a Lamborghini to make it better. Exactly. Kind of thing. Right, so I know I can focus a little bit of time and effort to maybe polish that a bit, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes back to that. But then also, I guess following that question, when building a brand or business today's in today's world, um, do you think that understanding these concepts uh, when it comes to digital marketing are necessary to be competitive in the marketplace, or just having the content, having the all the, the raw talent or the raw product that is so great? That's, that's... Or is it a mixture of Right, that's the, that's the big question, is like, can you just be good enough? Yeah, can you to, just To break good? through all this bullshit and not have to do it. Um, I would argue that's very difficult and hard to, to tap into. Some people do uh, invariably just, just get, like, they've got the right thing at the right time. Like, the, yeah. amount, the amount of shit that, out there in the world that goes weirdly crazy viral. Um, like, I was... I was on Reddit uh, some weeks back when I still lived in San Jose. Right. And there was a shoe shop down the street, like a sneakerhead store, you know, called Kicks. And I saw some gif on Reddit of someone dropping a watermelon off of a sign onto this, this really obese guy's nuts in front of that. And I was like, ooh, San Jose repping. Wow. Um, and I didn't know who that guy was, and I showed it to Alex. I was like, have you seen this shit? Like, this is right down the street. And he's like, oh, it's these two people from the internet who I'd never heard of before, like really skinny, crazy, creepy guy. And like his weird fat 
friend? Who th- I have no idea. They're insane. They look like monsters. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like like th- those people, like I'm sure they don't have like an inbound marketing strategy. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, you can hire me. <laughs> yeah, like I could find them. Like I, they're crazy enough that people people came to see what they were doing because it was weird. Right. Right. Um. So that does exist, and you don't have to be monsters to make it work. Um, I think, you know, at this point, there's so much noise and there's so many people trying to do things, especially with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everything like uh, social media influencers and podcast, like everything I'm sure had a bit of a spike as soon as people had time. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what's the, what's the attrition rate on those people with extra time? Mm. And what is the level of sophistication of those people? Like, are they... Do they think it is just like, I, if I'm good enough in one place, I can do it? Like, So I think unless you're going to capture lightning in a bottle, which no one can quite say what it is, um, I think having all this information, knowing how to utilize these systems and how to build like a sustainable, functional web presence um, and to be smart about it is the only thing you can do. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you're, you're just kind of, you know, hoping a prayer, which... I'm sure the, probably the best thing about that system is that those people fall off. Yeah. So there's less noise. But it's, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> unless you're like a super hot girl, maybe. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but actually, exactly. you know, I've even seen that where like I'll be on Reddit and I'll, you know, be on like, been scrolling Reddit for like two hours. And now I'm seeing these like crazy beautiful people um, with like no likes, no comments posted hours ago. And like you... Like, just out of a morbid curiosity, like, at some point, I, I got kind of into this idea, which is, there's no good way to talk about this, so that make myself sound a little weird. Right. But right. I would click on their profile and be like, well, who the fuck is this person? Right, right. Like, if I was a super hot girl and I posted on the internet and it got nothing, I would be right. kind of upset. Of course, of course. And I'd go there, and, like, their top thing would be, like, a description of their OnlyFans. And I'm like, okay. So even super sexy ladies out there on the internet are having a hard time selling pictures of their tits. Right. So like, that's, if you can't sell that, like, a, that, that's because that's that, because there the 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 market's flooded, right? And there's no demand. There's there's excess, you know, on, on the on, there's the market's flooded, so there's no demand for whatever it is, right? And, yeah, and I th- I think enough people thought like, oh, I can just get naked and like make a bunch of money, and they didn't quite know what they were doing. And you know, some OnlyFans people, I'm sure, are raking it in. I don't know who's right, fucking right. paying for that because there's terabytes of free porn on the internet. <laughs> I know, right? So I work for a, uh, a data storage company, obviously, right? Making oh, yeah, hard drives. Yeah. You guys Digital. create the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's legitimate. It's actually super interesting that, like, I've never, like... Very interesting. For most people, it's a complete intangible. It's like, people, what, people, how, where does this information go? It's in the internet. Yeah, exactly. Well, here's a scary thing, right? So this is what I thought about. Like, you know, there's just billion, there's just, there's data upon data upon data being stored on servers out in the middle of nowhere, you know, just hard. I mean, this door, you talk about the cloud is a physical place. It's an actual data giant warehouse with servers, with literal yeah. hard drives that collect zeros and ones that, that, that quantify every digital element on the internet. Okay. Yeah. Also super kudos to whoever came up with the term, the cloud. I the feel cloud. like that was Apple or something. I don't know. It's great. Cause yeah, it's just a bunch of like grimy ass, like farms out there with yeah. Like, Stacks on stacks on stacks it's, of hard drives. It, it, the, the Matrix could never be more real <laughs> yeah. than what's happening right now, okay? Maybe this is because we've worked in the Silicon Valley, and we this is what the, our environment was, right? Yeah. So it was a funny thing about this. I was like, 
going back to like you know like your your web presence right mm -hmm. your little line of code exists on the cloud somewhere in one of these server farms in some part of the world okay and the idea is that you need to get that little line of code amongst all the other lines of codes you need to be able to stand out so people can see you so what is it what is it that's going to make your little line of code look better more attractive or maybe even just being able to be to be shown yeah. because there's seven bill over seven billion people in the world and who knows how many users are on the internet how many lines of code are being strung every day yeah. how many zeros and ones are being computed you know so that's what we're talking about this is this is a crazy episode this is crazy yeah. thought well yeah and yeah just the sheer amount of content and the way people in uh interface with it there was an episode this was years ago when i gave a shit about doug benson <laughs> not that i don't give a shit about him anymore but like i don't know what he's doing he's still he's still high he's still having a good time yeah so good good on him um but he was like sharing a statistic because if you like on your youtube channel it'll tell you like how much time has been spent watching your content yeah and he's like man i put out videos and they have like hundreds of thousands of years worth of views wow if so right you need 30 minutes seven million people watch it and it's like one video by Doug Benson could have taken more time than the entirety of human history. Wow. Um, it's interesting. To, like, I mean, that's that's definitely like a high thought. That's like a... Oh, no, but think about stacking that information upon itself. And you talk about like actual space, right? So working for a hard drive company. Oh, because there is a literal The little space. space the literal space that you're dealing information with. Information has like a, has a weight. It does, okay. <laughs> so, like, I, so I was working at a hard drive company and... The thing is that you we were working on the read and write head, right? Yeah. The read and write head literally moves code zeros and ones. Okay, that's all mm -hmm. its job is to do is to read and write zeros and ones. Okay, and you need to move physical space in order to code that on a hard disk drive. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, and so that that's kind of the the thing is like that data is actually being stored somewhere it's actually being written on something yeah and it's stacked like we're just we're we're storing these physical like things up right so eventually like the the memory has to get smaller like we have to quantify things even smaller in order to store larger amounts of data mm -hmm. so it just i mean it just this conversation about like talking about marketing and being out there on the internet there are like strategies advantages that like because of that reason, the sheer amount of just data that is out there. Yeah, so, yeah, with all of that comes, you know, Google's, I'm you know, proprietary, brilliant method of indexing. Yes. Which is, which is what SEO really is. It's right. Search engine optimization is all about how Google indexes your website. Um, and because Google is, you know, Skynet, <laughs> like, them, <laughs> them doing it, them doing it is huge. Like, if that's how... I mean, it's a verb. It's it's completely in the zeitgeist. Like, even when we were referencing looking something up on YouTube, we both yeah. said Googling. Yeah. Like, I'll Google it on YouTube. Like, that that sounds like a forty. Like, that sounds like a <laughs> boomer ass statement. <laughs> gosh, that's scary. Gen Z already has opinions about millennials. Zach, fuck. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> um. So yeah, without getting too bogged down, yeah, that stuff is that stuff, well, that stuff is real heady. <laughs> in, oh, but but then you, but okay, moving that onto the moving on. Uh, paying for ads so mm -hmm. the concept of paying for ads I recently paid for two different ads to run on Facebook for my first yeah. first time right and pretty much Facebook said that they would for $10 
they would like pitch my ad for like a week, right? To I don't know whoever I don't know how to read the, the data on that. Oh, okay. Um, I, I could give you like a super in depth version of that. Like I was basically just a Facebook ads guy for like five years. Okay, so and now I'm mostly a Google ads guy, but yeah, I, I so, mean, yeah. Can you talk about Facebook ads? Talk about yeah the importance of Facebook ads and and the relation to like how that's moving the needle in like the yes. creating the wake the presence on the online absolutely um so just trying to think where to begin on that one um i'd say currently the two most powerful ad platforms on the planet are google and facebook and generally with google um you're you're bidding on keywords you can also do stuff by audience and demographic um which Shut up, Google. Sorry, my, my Google Speaking is talking to me. Yeah, this bitch knows when she's being talked about. Um, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, technology, for interrupting me. So yeah, with Google, mostly you're bidding on keywords, and you can shorten it. You can change it by audience, but with Google, you're not guaranteed to have that information for everyone. If you think about it, on Facebook, like you have a profile. Yeah. You have said I am this. Like you have said a birthday. They they know things about you that Google may or may not actually know. Um, it generally knows, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. always. So in that one, you're bidding on keywords like, oh, if someone searches podcast, I would love for them to see this. And then I'll deliver an ad. Hopefully it'll be on the top of the page because no one... <laughs> the second page of Google is a very scary place. Yeah. And beyond that, like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Um, if you're on page three of Google, like, you're a much more serious human than I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> and no ad buyers are thinking of you. So with Google, you have that. And there are a bunch of ways to set up sort of tags through Google Tag Manager. It'll be like, oh, I want to see that they went to my site, and maybe what I'm paying for is to see if they hit play. Or maybe what I'm seeing for is if they hit the download button. Or if they, you know, you can, you can manage all that very specifically. And so Google's wonderful, um, as long as you're something that people are searching for. Right. So with like the current company I am now, we're like an HR system. So people are looking for, like, with COVID and everything, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. The, the stress has gotten more significant. So people are searching for things like that, so you can throw yourself into that world really easily. But I don't think there are too many people who are like, new cool music or, you know, podcast about this. Maybe there are. So it's something to be, to worry about. But I think for now, like, an organic strategy with SEO is better there. Right. Now with Facebook, what you're paying for is to advertise to audiences. So you're not bidding on keywords. You're not doing any of that shit. Um, so, and now, you know, ads on Facebook are kind of an integral part of the system. You're flowing, you know, you click a couple ads. You see a sponsored ad. Yeah. Um, so it's basically about figuring out who your audience actually is. And you can install this thing called a Facebook Pixel onto your website. So you can do the same thing as, like, a Google Tag Manager. So you can see, like, okay... Anyone that's interacted with me and has interacted on the site or done anything, you can start building audiences based off of pixel information. Right. So first you start out like, okay, judging by my own research, I know, like, you know, people who like podcasts, pff, that'll be the first thing. You know, say it's a 50 million people. And they must also like podcasts and this. And some things that you think are relevant to you. Right. And maybe you pick some demographics. Uh, probably in the first one, you just want to leave it open. I know you said you'd ran an ad, and they were all like old ladies. Yes. Um, 
which is interesting. And maybe, maybe that's just true. Maybe it is. Maybe right. that's who that's who I mean, that's that's who re- who my voice resonates with. Yeah, is forty like, to sixty year old women. Yeah, Ethel and <laughs> Nyla. And, um, that's what my Facebook ad said to me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the truth. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with, with Facebook, it's what you do is you start kind of broad, and you work it in, and once you get enough. Because Facebook's all about conversions. So the thing you want to do with a Facebook ad is get 50 conversions as quickly as possible. Because then it will have optimized and figured it out. If you don't get 50 conversions immediately, it'll be like, oh, I don't fucking know what to do, and the ad will effectively not work. Okay. Um, That's probably why my first ad just failed. My second ad, it definitely took off. So my first ad, I had 300 playthroughs, right? Mm-hmm. My second ad, I had, like, I think over 1,500. So. See? And, yes, you know, whatever you set the goal as... It just has to be something achievable. Like, when we were selling Viewfine, you know, having the goal be checkout was just not achievable. Yeah. Having it be link click didn't have enough intention. So it's like, oh, that's not quite enough. So maybe it's like add to cart. Okay, if we can get 50 add to carts, you know, like out of, it, for retail stuff, like one out of 10 people that add to cart buy or something like right. that. Right. So it's like, okay, we're, we've proved that there's some intent with these people. Right. And we've done that. So it's, it's honing the audience, but really it's getting the conversion and pixel data. Um, I don't quite know how that would work, specifically with the podcast, without a centralized hub of like where they would be pointed to to download or hit play. Um, yeah. And maybe even it's just, it might even just be landing pages, like landing page hits, so that they've actually gotten to your website. Right. And if you can get 50 of those, that's, that's easy. Or if it's plays for a video. Um, perhaps, I think, with more creative content, like a podcast you know, fun little video things, probably your best option. Yeah. Get people interested. Like, who is this person? Okay. Oh, they have a thing. Like, that's probably where you want to be. And so once you start with this, like, big block of clay and you get some things working, some ads performing, um, the important thing is eventually, like, it will, the inertia will take over. And you'll start, you'll take the pixel data and you'll create a lookalike audience out of the pixel data. So the pixel will take all this information about these people and you'll be able to create a lookalike audience and it'll be like you'll be you'll do it between one and five percent right that's one and five percent of the total population on facebook so it'll extrapolate out exactly who has participated with the pixel to a million people wow so the million people on facebook that are most like the people that have done what you've done wow and you could do it to five million people like you could like all of a sudden it create like once you've gotten the good data in and you've done the hard work of like really honing it. Yeah. At that point, it takes care of itself. So the reason why this is important, the reason how, how this is a reason why you you said Facebook is such is the greatest like ad, like uh, it's definitely number two. Probably number two, like whatever. I mean, I'm, greatest, I'm giving it to Google. One of the most Facebook, powerful yeah, ad Facebook might be strong. platforms ever, yeah. right? And the reason being is because in order for you to get onto Facebook, you have to give your age, you have to give your, yeah. you know, your, your sex or whatever. You know, you have to create this character profile, right? And then based upon you're just your selling view, your demographic. To you're Facebook. selling your de- yeah. It's yeah. all you're doing. You're just putting your you're putting in, you know, you're putting in the identifying values, whatever it is. And then they're basically building the content on your follow throughs, your clicks, your likes. Yeah. They're averaging all those out, gathering that data, and then they're when I post an ad, based upon what you've liked, what you said, who you were in your mm-hmm. profile. They are gonna put that. They're gonna put that sponsored ad in your. They're gonna weave that in your feed somehow throughout yeah. the day. And 
because Instagram is owned by Facebook, the only thing you have to do to get an ad on Instagram is check a box on Facebook. That's it. Yeah. So uh, the rest of it immediately, it's all integrated. Yeah. So, so I've known people who are like, oh, don't go on Facebook, it's evil. And they have Instagram, and I'm like, you lying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely a bull. I'm, it is a little scary, though, because I'm just like, there's so much facial recognition technology out there. Now, oh, know, yeah. Like, as I'm a private everywhere. citizen, I'm very concerned about these things. Yeah, totally. But as a, <laughs> as a professional marketer, I'm very excited <laughs> by them. <laughs> Um, it's like it's like literally the empire, dude. Like it's, yeah, it's Skynet. For you know, sure. okay. Like you know, at the end of like at the end of like the new the new trilogy, like you discover that the rebels and the empire bothly are buying ships from the same supplier. Yeah, which right. is probably one of the most interesting things they did in that trilogy yeah. that they had no follow through on. They had no idea what to do with. It. Yeah, they should have followed through on that because that right there is the world that we live in today. When it comes to marketing, when it comes to anything, really, when it comes to moving money around online, yeah. I mean, just being online and stuff like that like your your data is out there i was watching this i was watching this documentary on 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 netflix last night about Mm -hmm. about data mining and stuff and how it played a role in 2016 the 2016 election oh yeah well like i was telling Um, you what you can do on facebook it you're like okay we need to win wisconsin where are the places that we can't win okay we're going to target these people specifically we're going to incense like it's so easy yeah so it's it's crazy that so that's what i'm saying like if if big businesses can use this to hawk their products, mm-hmm. if I have a great idea and my great idea just needs to cut through the noise to get in front of so many, you know, people and, you know, get to a snowball level where, like you talked about, like you get to that snowball level where it'll eventually take care of itself. Or if my product fades off into oblivion, but I hit that 100,000, you know, buyer mark on that, right? Yeah. 100,000 people need to buy one thing from me, right? That's not it, that's not impossible to achieve on the internet. No, it's ridiculous how like dumb that that how dumb that the if you can play or use the rules correctly, you could achieve that. I think so. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's also it's it's. I suppose it is also never guaranteed. But it's, there are ways to maybe not stack the deck, but at least there are ways to be smarter about it. Exactly. Um, and it's. Not tremendously difficult to do it. And once you start getting into the world, once you start doing the stuff, as long as your, like, data, as long as your, like, analytics sphere is is clean and is comprehensive and you can, like, go into it and look at it. Right. And you can know, like, what's happening. And as soon as you learn to read those things, you're in a great place. Um, and I, with reading those things, there is also just, like, sort of the... Like, with statistics, right, you can say anything. Yeah. Um, and I would do that frequently when I had to, like, report to my boss, be like, to make up for the fact that it was a bad week <laughs> or, or a bad month or, you know. Yeah. So it, sometimes you, you know, you twisted it. But, um, so, you know, as long as you're honest with yourself. Right, right. When you're reporting to someone, I think everyone tries to make themselves look a little better or tries to, you know, take Try the piss out it. of their mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At that point, you're marketing your marketing efforts. Exactly. So if they expect it any different from you, then go. Anyways, hey guys, thank you for listening to the podcast, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope uh, you guys found some value in here. I hope there was something that kind of you heard that may have helped you uh, kind of get an idea of what you should do with your podcast or whatever you're dealing with your creative uh, web adventure. If you got a business, uh, a, a nonprofit, you're an independent artist, and you're putting stuff out there on the internet and you're building a portfolio, uh, I hope that some of these things that we talked about help you present it, help you market it, help you share it with more people in a, in a more effective way. Um, once again, 
again, this chat that I had with my friend Daniel was uh, very, um, very valuable to me. Like it set me down a path of it kind of gave me a good, a good overview of kind of what's out there in the way it was an introduction to like what's actually happening on the internet, what people are doing as marketers. So once again, guys, I hope you guys found this uh, helpful. And uh, I hope you guys uh, have some success with whatever it is that you guys are working on right now. Anyways, drop by the website www.averagefellas.com for your specialty crafters coffee, guys. Or if you need a web solution, you need a graphic, you need a website built, that's what we do. And that's what we're here for, guys. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll catch you guys later.